I want to talk this morning about doing good. Yes, doing good. Uh, what comes to your mind when you think of that word good? Uh, we have uh, so many different contexts in which uh, this word good is used. Uh, we talk about uh, eating some good food. That was a good meal. We talk about watching a good film, uh, a good TV program. Uh, we try uh, and live our lives being good to others. Um, and so many other different contexts uh, in which this is used. Uh, one of my favourite films of all time, a Christmas movie uh, that I have watched hundreds of times. Uh, watched it last week and will continue to watch it uh, as we build up to Christmas. Uh, it's a wonderful life, a story uh, about George Bailey, played by James Stewart. Uh, George lives in Bedford Falls. Uh, a small town, uh, George uh, has a dream uh, to explore the world, but through circumstances finds himself tied uh, and stuck in that small town of Bedford Falls. Uh, George lives his life for the benefit of others. He sacrifices many times so that others would have their needs met. Uh, George finds himself, uh, not through any fault of his own, in a place of uh, being ready to be bankrupt. Uh, and so George looks for a way out. Uh, he looks for help and discovers that one of the only ways, or the only way that he feels is a way out is to kill himself. Um, but God hears the prayer of his family and sends an angel who comes to help George uh, through this time. Uh, one of the strategies or the strategy that the angel uses uh, is to show George what uh, life in Bedford Falls would be like if George had never been born. If George had never lived, what would the lives in Bedford Falls be like? Uh, and George uh, sees uh, that his life has made a difference to many other people. Uh, the angel says to George, See, George, you really have a good life. Your life has touched so many others. And I believe that that is the gospel. I believe that God wants our lives to touch other people's lives. And so this morning... Uh, we're going to be looking at doing good and what God says about doing good. <clears throat> Acts chapter 10 and verse 38 says this about Jesus. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. Uh, do you know the truth is that if we are to live our lives as followers of Jesus, followers of Jesus, then that means living our lives the way that Jesus wants us to live our lives. And part of that is doing good. 
in the book of Titus that we will be reading in a minute. Uh, this is such a, a small book, three chapters in this book, but has some great truths. Uh, this book will encourage you. This book will challenge you. Uh, and you will see the words doing good uh, throughout this book. Paul, in this book of Titus, shows us a picture of a life that can touch other people in small, decisive ways. You know, even having eternal consequences. Uh, Paul is writing this letter uh, to realign some belief systems uh, in people's lives. Do you know, there was some problems in this church. Uh, the believers' lives did not match up to their beliefs. Uh, what they believed uh, and what they were living their lives like were two different things. Uh, Paul instructs Titus to tell the people what good looks like. Uh, and so throughout this book in chapter 1, you will see Paul telling Titus what good looks like uh, within the church, uh, appointing good leaders. Uh, in chapter 2, uh, what good looks like in the context of family. In chapter 3, what good looks like in the context of our world. Uh, and so in uh, the verses in chapter 2, verses 11 to 14, uh, I believe is the foundation, uh, the core uh, of Paul's message and instruction to Titus. Uh, just previously, uh, in chapter 2, verses 1 to 10, uh, Paul is describing uh, what a good life looks like, about being self-controlled, living wisely, showing integrity, um, and you know, the truth is that if we go through life just telling people uh, what they must do, how they need to live, uh, telling ourselves how we need to live our lives, what we must do in our lives, you know, we can end up in a place where we just feel guilt, where we feel condemnation. It's not about rules and regulations. It is about the grace of God as we will see. Uh, so I believe doing good starts with God and it's his grace where we need to continue in. Uh, so let's read uh, Titus chapter 2 verses 11 to 14. This is what it says. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people, it teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age where we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Saviour, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. Salvation is by grace and not good works. Doing good is a result 
of the grace of God shown to our lives. It's the outworking of our relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, the truth is that we don't work to please God. We don't work to earn his favour or his acceptance. Uh, this just leads to performance orientation. And you're looking at someone who lived their lives trying to do works to please our Heavenly Father. Uh, and I had it round the wrong way. It's when I understood and had that revelation of God's love for me. That Jesus died on the cross for me. That God showed me grace. That my life was changed. And the outworking of that is doing good. As I have been shown the goodness of God in my life, I want others to experience that. Uh, and so it's not a tick list where we just have a list of doing good and just tick it off. Do you know, and I really believe that is why we need to have that revelation uh, of the grace of God, what that really means for our lives. Uh, the other side of that is that grace uh, does not mean that we can live our lives any way that we want, knowing that God still loves us, knowing that he will forgive us. Uh, no, that is not what grace is. Because Paul is very clear when he says that say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. Uh, it teaches us, God's word teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. And so there is times, a lot of times in our life, when we have to say no. Uh, so all over where you are, say no. Uh, we, we know how to say it. Uh, say no. We live our lives. We live our lives between the grace of God and the future glory of God. Jesus came to this earth. He died on a cross for our sins. And he will come back again. Jesus is alive. And he is coming back for his church. And in between, we are called to live our lives. Lives that please God. Lives that share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that happens by doing good. So we as believers... As Paul is instructing, uh, is saying about uh, being committed to doing good. And I believe that in doing good, uh, it reveals some things. And doing good, what does that reveal uh, for the believer? Well, I uh, believe, first of all, it reveals God's love for all people. It says there that the grace of God appeared and offers salvation to all people. Ephesians 2.9 says that God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us 
can boast about it. In the previous verses, in, in verses 1 to 10, uh, why were the older men to show self-control? Why were the older women to, to live in ways that honoured God? Why were the young men to live wisely? And why were slaves to obey their master? And we have the answer in this book. Uh, we see that it was not to bring shame on the word of God. And those who were opposing the gospel would have nothing to say or nothing bad to say about the believers. Um, and so it was living lives with integrity. Uh, and I want to say that being good uh, is not so much about our actions, but more about who we are. Not as much about what we do. It is more about who we are. As God has changed and is changing our lives, there is an outworking of that through our lives. Now, do you know, doing good, I believe, also changes our focus. It changes our focus. It takes our focus from ourselves and puts it onto others. Jesus was others-minded. Uh, many times in our life, we get so focused on our own stuff, my stuff, uh, my problems, my circumstances, my issues. I'm not seeing that happening in my life. Um, but something happens when we focus on others, when we live lives doing good. Uh, it's a sacrifice. There is a cost uh, in serving others. I believe the grace of God flows through our lives. Uh, and I believe it gets the attention of our world. It will get the attention of our friends, our family, our neighbours, as we live our lives that please God. You know, doing good, I believe, reveals the presence of God in our life. Your changed life reveals God's presence and the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. That's why we can say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. That is why we can live self-controlled, upright and godly lives because it is the help of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I love uh, what the, the message says about Galatians chapter 2, verses 19 to 21. This is what it says. What actually took place is this. I tried keeping rules and working my head off to please God, and it didn't work. So I quit being a lawman so that I could be God's man. Christ's life showed me and enabled me to do it. I identified myself completely with him. Indeed, I have been crucified with Christ. My ego is no longer central. It is no longer important that I appear righteous before you or have your good opinion. And I am no longer driven to impress God. Christ lives in me. The life you see me living is not mine. 
is not mine, but it is lived by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And I am not going to go back on that. Wow. Wow. What amazing words. What amazing words. As God works in our life, as his grace fills our life, there is an outworking of that. There should be fruit in our life when God is working in our lives. Christ lives in me. It's his strength. It's his power that helps me to say no and to follow through on living self-controlled, a self-controlled life. It helps me to say no to ungodliness and worldly living. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 5 offers some great advice. It says, examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourself. Uh, and so, you know, we, we have got to, to face up with how we are living our lives, with how we are doing in our life. And again, I want to say that this is not about making us feel guilty, feeling condemned. Do you know, as I said, this is not about rules and regulations, about doing good. Most times as we live our lives, do you know, as we mess up, we go back into that mentality, I'm not good, I'm not good enough. But Jesus Christ has made us good enough. And that is where we need to stay, close to Jesus Christ. And he gives us the power to live our lives in doing good to others. I believe the third thing it reveals, it reveals God's purpose for our life in doing good. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says, We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We are children of God. We are loved by him. We are the family of God. We are a royal priesthood. Do you know, you are royalty uh, today. Tell yourself, I'm royalty because I am a child of the king. I am a child of the king. Uh, and so that is something to be celebrated. There's a story of when the Queen Mother's children, Elizabeth and Margaret, were young. Uh, and they were going out to a party or a state visit. Uh, the Queen Mother would remind them uh, before they left that royal children have royal manners. Royal children have royal manners. She was reminding them that their behaviour needed to match their status. Their status came first and their behaviour was to follow. That is what Paul, I believe, is trying to get across in this book of Titus. That our status as children of God is the first. Our identity in God is first and foremost and our behaviour follows our status. 
Uh, doing good, I believe, is a priority. Uh, it says in verse 13 that we look forward to the hope of that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Saviour, Jesus Christ, will be revealed. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. There is an eternal perspective. You know, people need to be saved from their sins. They need to be saved from their self. Or they will go to a lost eternity. And so I believe this doing good has an eternal perspective on it for the believer. Uh, Paul uh, talks about what the world is like in Philippians. Uh, he says that people are headed for destruction. Their God is their appetite. And they think only about life on earth, the here and now. Which reminds us uh, that we, as believers, uh, need to learn to commit ourselves to doing good. Committed to not being distracted or cut up with the things of the world. And so this morning, my prayer is that you have been encouraged, that you have been challenged. Uh, if you are uh, going away feeling condemned or feeling guilty that you're not doing good enough, that you are not good enough, then I have failed. I have failed in my message. But what my prayer and my desire is that you will realize that you are a child of God. God has shown his grace towards you. God has filled you with his grace. He has saved you. And it's the outworking of that grace in your life that you are able to do good. That you are able to do good. As I said, it's not as much about what we do. It is about who we are. And so, as I finish, I really believe we are in times when harvest time, I believe, where we can see the gospel advancing. Even in lockdown, even in restriction, I believe God is still moving and working on people's lives. And all over this nation, all over the world, people are doing good. And thank God for every one of them. And where you are, in your community, in your workplace, in your family, uh, can we be looking for opportunities to do good? Uh, and what is doing good? Well, it can start with the, the way we speak, uh, giving a, a, an encouragement, uh, speaking positively, uh, speaking truth, uh, speaking um, just God's words of comfort and peace. It could be showing compassion. It could be buying some groceries for someone. Uh, do you know, there are so many ways that we can show others the love of Jesus Christ in doing good. Doing good reveals God's passion for people. Doing good reveals God's presence in our lives. Doing good reveals, I believe, God's purposes for our lives. And doing good reveals the priority of our life. I will close with one verse, Titus 3, 14. 
It says our people must learn to devote themselves to doing what is good in order to provide for urgent needs and not live unproductive lives. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your grace and your love towards us. I thank you that you have called us to do good works, which you have prepared in advance beforehand. Father, today, I pray that if there's people just feeling, Lord, wearied or, or condemned, Lord, by trying to live their lives by rules and regulations, Lord, that you would just pour in your grace. Father, I ask for a revelation of your grace in our lives. Father, I ask for a revelation of what the cross and the blood of Jesus Christ means for our lives. Father, and as we begin to understand a bit more of what that means, that we will live our lives, Lord, the way that you have intended us to live, that, Lord, our lives will match up with what we say. Our lives will match up with the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came to save sinners. He died on a cross for me, for us, for the world. And so, Father, I pray the blessing of God on your church today. I pray the blessing of God on those who are watching today. And I ask that you would fill them with your love. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for watching today. I pray you will blessed or you were blessed uh, by this message. And remember, you are blessed to be a blessing.